0: Are you ready? Go. It's time Go. to separate the men from the boys. Go. 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 Africa. Go. And get down to the business of sport. Right here on the world famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to Football 2 Plus 3, exclusive to the Ginger's Perspective. And what a weekend of football! It has been drama, drama, drama. And that's just on the pitch. I mean, off the pitch, there's all sorts of things happening. I mean, Mo, let's start with Everton. They were woeful, absolutely woeful, um, in their 4-1 drubbing at the hands of Southampton. Uh, they've got to get a new manager in, and they've got to get some uh, players out of the door, I think.
1: I don't think they need to get anyone out. They just need they need a manager in. I mean, it's over a month now they haven't appointed a full-time manager that's just shocking. I mean, uh, what, what what, do they want? Uh, do they really want to get relegated? Because at the moment, it seems like they're heading all the way down.
0: 35 days exactly since they sacked Ronald Koeman. And after £150 million pounds spent, they find themselves languishing in the relegation places. And, and it really doesn't look good. It doesn't look like they have confidence. It doesn't look like they have guys who want to put in a shift. Um, Wayne Rooney's on the bench when you can really tap into that experience. A guy is a potential leader. I mean, he's a former Manchester United captain, isn't he? Um, surely, a guy like Rooney, you need to be in the mix there, motivating these guys.
1: Yeah, he'd be an important guy to have. But then again, you know, he's never really been in the situation where you're fighting off relegation. I think the, the important matter is that they need to appoint a manager. You know, if they spend so much money, I don't understand why they're haggling over. If they want, you know, uh, Marco Silva, go out, get him, because, it, you know, it's clear he can get results. I mean, if you look at Watford, they're flying high this season.
0: Yeah, don't remind me. Um go <laughs> to St. James's Park oh. and beat Newcastle you a know, 3-0, but um I'm going to quickly tell, talk about that game. Um Newcastle, probably the worst performance of the year under Rafa Benitez um, nothing to be proud of and that's four defeats on the bounce now West Brom uh, Tuesday night at the Hawthorns with Alan Pardew linked with that job we'll get to that later but Marco Silva is a man in in, uh, in demand Everton need to get him in as you say it's a compensation thing isn't it at the end of the day let's let's hear from him now talking to the BBC after the 3-0 victory against Newcastle United at St James's Park with the fact that you know, everybody knows that Everton would like you to be their manager, is that a, is that a problem for you? I mean, it's flattering. It must be flattering.
1: No, it's not a, it's not a problem for me. Uh, I look for the situation like I look uh, when sometimes the teams don't, don't perform well and everybody starts to, to talk about maybe they will sack the coach. Or blah, 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 blah. For me, is the same, it's the opposite, uh, opposite side, but for me, um, I know like I work, my players know. For me, is most important what my players felt during the last week and they, they, they will feel tomorrow again. Is most important for
0: me. Marco, do you feel tempted by a club the size of Everton?
1: No, it's not. I don't want to talk about the situation. What I can control and what is in my hands is to to rest now to prepare the train tomorrow. Uh, this is what's in my hands.
0: Well, there you can hear that Marcos Silva is, I mean, he's not denying that there's speculation linking him with a job. He's not obviously shying away from the fact that Everton wants him. And he'll probably do good things, but he's got a good thing at Watford. It's a difficult place to be, isn't it, for him right now? Yeah, I think he's in a bit of a difficult situation. He's got, he's, at the moment, I, I suppose if Watford weren't
1: doing as well as they are, you know, he'd, he'd probably take the job because Everton are primarily a bigger club, more ambition. And, but, you know, Watford are doing so well. Why jump ship now? Maybe, you know, write the season out, see how high you can take it. You know, they've been a the surprise package. You just see what you can do with them. Where it lands up, then you decide next season, you know. I wouldn't jump ship on a uh, when your ship isn't sinking. Why jump into a sinking ship?
0: Yeah, Watford eighth at the moment, twenty-one points, flying. Uh, Everton sixteenth from twelve. Uh, West Ham are their next opponents. Uh, that's down in eighteenth on ten. Then you got Swansea and Palace. Um, it it really begs the question: What has he got to gain besides financial benefits uh, moving from Watford to Everton? Um, but let's see what happens Uh, anything can happen I think what's interesting is the way he's turned that Watford side into in a couple of months let's put it that way because he's just recently come across hasn't he I mean he hasn't been at Watford very long he was there
1: from the beginning of the season
0: yeah but I mean exactly how many months in now and he's already been linked with another job so it just shows the man has got some skills another man
1: I I hope he doesn't put those skills to good use against my team United on, on Tuesday night I'm a bit afraid about that
0: that will be interesting, hey, I mean, um, if you think about it, that, that that Watford team at home and United, let's, let's quickly talk about United, Brighton, that wasn't a corner and it shouldn't have been a goal, Brighton should have got a point out of that, United were very lucky, Lukaku touched it last, not the defender from Brighton.
1: I think I've grown to accept that, you know, now it's all about grinding out results, how you get it doesn't matter. I don't think, you know, Jose Mourinho is there to play entertaining football all the time. Sometimes they just have to grind out the result. Uh, Unfortunately, it was against a a tough, you know, Brighton really put out a a show. Yeah. Which most of the smaller clubs do when they come to Old Trafford, you know, they want to leave a lasting impression. Yeah. But we got the three points. We sort of there behind Man City, we just keep getting lucky, game in, game out.
0: What's that? Eight points now between you two. Uh, United in second. City flying high, unbeaten in 18, winning 11 on the bounce now, I think it is, in the Premier League. Can
1: we just give them the title already?
0: Well, let's hear from Pep Guardiola, speaking to Sky Sports, um, after the Hartford win, and it must be said, Hartford win against Huddersfield.
1: win. The ball flew off Sterling's knee for the second goal.
0: Yeah, I mean, come on. But l- same as United. I mean, three points, you're not complaining. Um not that-
1: deflection. It didn't go off. Actually, I'm playing that shot to deflect off somebody's leg.
0: Yeah, exactly. And if you think about it, at the end of the day, a draw would have been sufficient there. I think Huddersfield played some great football. Um, Nice, tenacious spirit. And their fans were amazing at the stadium. It was really great to watch those Huddersfield fans get behind their team. And it put City under pressure. But, as Guardiola says, they came away with the win. And at the end of the day, he admits that this winning run can't last forever. 18 wins in a row. Have you shown another side to yourself? You touched on it in your first answer, the ability to face a challenge and come through it. Yeah, that's true. We are going to lose, so that is going to happen. But Definitely? Yeah, sure, definitely. Today was so close. That's going to happen. When you, if I tell you one game a week, maybe I tell you, okay, it will be so difficult to, you know, to drop points, maybe. But when you play every three days, when you see the schedule in December, January, and now we go to Donetsk and uh, to play the Champions League, and uh, it's impossible. No, 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 once we're going to lose, but how we're going to react during the game and after the game? That is important. Games. I think it's a lot. The 18 games in a row is is amazing, and you have uh, 11 in in the in the Premier League in a row. So. And that's good. We have uh, a good, a good, a good moment, and with the spirit, we can, we can go further. I'm pleased because I know our fans here today at home. The Manchester City fans—they are so happy. Pep certainly looks a lot more relaxed. I mean, fine. Your team's flying high at the top. You've got a world-class squad. Life can't be too bad for Pep Guardiola and his team at the moment, can it? No,
1: not at all. It eh? seems like it's all going smoothly. Well, uh, I don't know. I, I'd like to believe at some point it's it's gonna end, but it doesn't look likely. They just everything's going for them right now. And uh, you know, you, you it's like when Leicester won the league, you said, Okay, the next game they're probably gonna look yeah, ended. yeah, And then you kept on saying that until the season ended and they were champions. And I think this is just gonna repeat itself. And if you ask me, he's actually making the Premier League boring.
0: Uh oh, it sounds like maybe we should start. Sounds like sour grapes run. to me.
1: Let's start doing a
0: podcast on Bundesliga. <laughs> That's terrible. That's boring. Well, although, I must say, was it Dortmund who were 4 nil up?
1: Dortmund, Schalke, 4-4. What
0: a game. Yeah, 4 nil up and then concede 4. Crazy. Okay, maybe I'll take it back. Maybe the Bundesliga is not as boring as everyone talks about. But let's turn our attention to some of the other matches um, over the weekend. Arsenal uh, remain in touch still with... Um, That sort of European places up to fourth spot after a fortuitous penalty decision um, away to Burnley, but you look at City, fortuitous win; Manchester United, fortuitous win; Arsenal, fortuitous win; Mm, Chelsea,
1: lucky draw;
0: Spurs, lucky draw. Exactly that should have maybe been a defeat because West Brom, with Gary McSinn, looked like they had a little bit of fire in their bellies. Alan Pardew, I think his style will be interesting at the Hawthorns because Tony Pulis has always set them up to be tough to beat. So they've got that steeliness about them. But, you know, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see if Alan Pardew gets the job, which the bookies have him as the favourite. It could be very interesting.
1: I think with the whole uh, Tony Pulis, I think the the players weren't uh, happy with, you know, this whole defensive setup. They were tired of it. If you looked against Spurs, they seemed a bit
0: more free. Yep. And they were willing to attack the game. You know, Pulis sets
1: up very defensively. And maybe the players just didn't buy into that. They were tired of, you know, absorbing all the pressure every time.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: Maybe a party would be a good, but maybe they should also look outside of the sort of, you know, the Premier League manager journeyman, guys who are always in and out like Sam Allardyce. Maybe look somewhere else. No, that's bring true. In something different. This bring is true. Bring Brendan Rodgers back.
0: <laughs> no, he's on such he's on cloud 9 at Celtic. There's no way he's leaving Celtic. He's like shooting fish in a barrel there at the moment. Liverpool Chelsea we haven't really spoken about too much. Um I think it's worth pointing out that uh, Mo Salah, the leading goal scorer in the Premier League, the new signing from Roma for Liverpool. Yes, he is still a new signing. 10 goals down. He's had a huge impact on Liverpool. Mo Salah has given them such an edge this season that he's he's turned them into a, such an attacking threat and a joy to watch. Dare I say it, um, to a Manchester United fan? Mo.
1: Now I have to agree with you. He's been on an incredible run, and you know, it's like a bit of a breath of fresh air um, to see somebody, you know, putting himself out there, doing well. And he's probably a favourite for the Player of the Season. Eh?
0: Exactly. It's amazing absolutely amazing to watch
1: but also, let's let's look at it in terms of you know Coutinho's been a bit distracted with this whole transfer saga of his uh, Sadio Mane has been injured
0: I mean he benched Firmino and Mane for the game well Jurgen Klopp
1: Mane's injured
0: isn't he I, no I, I don't think he's injured I think he said that he was resting them for big um, e-
1: again, Mo Salah had a point to prove against Chelsea a club that sold him once upon a time
0: yeah to Fiorentina I think that he was, like that. yeah
1: that he wasn't good enough for them so yeah look he's been exciting how long it will go on for just depends when
0: I put him in my fantasy team, then we'll just end it all there. Well, I hope he stays out of your team because <laughs> he's been great, he's been one of the most transferred in players last week and, and got a goal. Um, Harry Kane got a goal this weekend, so um, there were points on offer there in terms of the fantasy stuff. Um, interestingly enough, uh, Fabianski, the Swansea ke- keeper, he was your the top keeper for the weekend, I believe. Um, but Swansea, a team in, in serious trouble, and apart from Fabianski maybe in goal, I don't see any of those other players you'll put in your fantasy team.
1: Well, look, I mean, they did sell one of their most creative players uh, in Gilfie in, uh, Sigurdsson.
0: That's right.
1: So, you know, they were always going to struggle, and I don't think that they signed anyone really capable of, uh, well, I mean, this Renato Sanchez that came back.
0: He's, you know, he's on loan, though.
1: He hasn't set the Premier League like this.
0: No, yet. no, and also they lost. Uh, Lorente wasn't. Uh, Lorente yeah, there.
1: They mean goal scorer. So you lose your create your your most. Uh, you know, creative player and your striker, you are going to be in nineteenth place.
0: I'm yeah. sorry to say. Fantasy wise, um, Salah is a must. I don't think. I think Harry Kane is is still a guy to keep in the mix. Um, I see a lot of people have transferred out Romelu Lukaku. But there's um, a case to be made for including um, Paul Pogba who just appears to be finding his rhythm again in the league.
1: Well, Mo Salah's real test will come this this week, Tuesday or Wednesday when what? they travel. Liverpool travel to Stoke. Yeah. If he can do it there on a cold, wet Wednesday evening, then I suppose he's, he's worth having in your team.
0: He will. I'm telling you now, Stoke are a team that are struggling. So I think Liverpool could um, well go and do Stoke.
1: And he might be a good option looking at Liverpool's run. I mean, they've got stoke and they've got brighton on the weekend um so you know it's not the hardest sort of fixtures that they've got to play yeah even everton in the, the third game is fairly easy considering where everton are right now
0: yeah i think you look at Le- everton these days with a lack of fire and determination you've yeah, got so to you say three points at, uh, minimum i mean uh, you know you've got to at least get three points there
1: well if he keeps fit and doesn't get injured Mosala would be a good uh, buy to have going forward
0: And there's a Merseyside derby coming up soon. So bear that in mind.
1: uh, A guy who I keep out for the next three matches is probably Lukaku. I've I've read reports that uh, he might be banned for three games. Yeah, yeah. Some video footage that he kicked uh, one of the Brighton players or something. That's going to be hard for United. I mean, uh, they've got Arsenal and City two must-win games if they want to keep in touch with Man City. So that's going to be very, very... uh, uh, It's going to hurt Jose...
0: Yeah, I, I I, think this will be a test for Jose now. Like, um, you've got to stay, he's eight points behind. He's got Chelsea breathing down his neck, three points back. And then Arsenal, another point. And Tottenham and Liverpool. This is a chance for those teams to all catch up, uh, essentially, to United. Whereas United, the pressure's on to close the gap, which is not going to be easy. So we'll have to wait and see there. We'll have to wait and see. Mo, uh, we're running out of time. Uh, we will talk again after the Tuesday and Wednesday fixtures. Uh, good luck to all the the fantasy managers out there. I hope it all works out. Um, and I must say, I'm starting. I think I'm starting to find a little rhythm with my little formula that I've taken me a very long time to get together.
1: Thank you. You bottom of the log on our fantasy league.
0: No, I know, sorry, but, but it, what No, 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 no. Considering where I started the season. I got a win over the weekend, comfortable win, I did play, I did uh, do two, tr- two transfers, so I was minus eight points, I would have been 60, I think it would have been easy 61 points of the weekend, it's pretty solid, but I had to settle for 53, so anyway, that's besides the point, good luck to all the fantasy managers, remember you can catch the podcast Football 2 Plus 3 on Twitter, at Football 2 Plus 3 as well. On iTunes, under the Gingers Perspective, cliffcentral.com and cs 2 Mo, your parting words?
1: As always, be champions.
0: Well, there you have it. Hope you've enjoyed the episode or the podcast or the chat. I like to call it a conversation. Uh, more football to come. It's great to have so many games coming thick and fast. And from now until the end of the year, it's just going to be blockbuster football. Can't wait for it. We'll chat to you again next time.